Psalms 37. We'll read verses 1 through 7. I'll read the first, you read the second, and we'll end the seventh together. Amen? Amen. Give you a few more minutes to get it. Let's read. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Y'all supposed to be reading it. Come on. Let's do this. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the designs of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest, Rest in the Lord and wait, wait patiently, patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his ways, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Amen. Bow your heads all over the building. Amen. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for this congregation right now. We bind every spirit of hindrance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to help us and strengthen us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you, O oh God, to O oh God, look down on those that are going through tests and trials right now. Strengthen your people, O oh God. Lord, we ask you to make ways out of no ways, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you, God, bless this congregation right now. Look down on those that are sick and those that are going through temptations and trials right now. We pray for those, oh God, that are convalescents in hospitals and nursing homes everywhere, Lord. Oh God, we pray, oh God, you make a move in your church, Lord. Oh God, we need you right now in Jesus' name. Bless your manservant with clarity of speech, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And everyone said amen. Amen. Delight yourself in the law. This psalm here has been attributed to David. David now is an old man and he's telling part of his experience with the Lord. In this particular psalm you don't find any praise going on. You don't find any hallelujahs. You don't find any thank yous. But here he's teaching somebody that wants to know about the experience that he had with the Lord. And a lot of times we kind of want to overlook the teachings of the Bible. Uh, we, we want to make things more complicated in a lot of instances than what they are. It's sort of like sin in the saint. Well, in, you know, in order to be a saint of God, you got to have the sin issue settled. You've got to have come out and have come in and have been made up your mind that you want to be saved. And so David is telling the folk that 
are worried about how the unsaved is prospering. It's very common amongst folks of the church. It is right in your face right now. That's why we cling to the scripture that says, uh, uh, talks about blessings and talk about prosperity. We love to hear God is going to bless me. And that is the number one thing that the enemy uses to cause a child of God to get sidetracked. Because he understands that everybody in the church wants to be blessed, wants to be healed, wants to be delivered, wants to prosper, and want their names to be made great. Well, yes, they want to be up there with Peter, Paul, James, and John. We've got this big eye little syndrome. And the enemy seems to take that and work that against the child of God. Because he knows pride is that green-eyed monster that causes the children of God to walk out of God's hand and they can't be saved. Because the enemy always wants somebody to be better than somebody else. So the church deals with the same thing you dealt with before you came out of the world. Over here now you've got to deal with it like the Bible gives us instruction. And here you find a clear-cut way of looking at prosperity in the saint and prosperity in the evildoers. When we were out there, we act just like we know what it's being like to prosper evilly. I don't know if you realize it or not. That was the main thing that got the black church. Want a house in the suburbs. So they took the house of God and turned it into a move. And it moved the people's heart away from God. We call it civil rights, but the devil called it, I got them. Got our hearts off of God based on a job, based on houses, based on our economy. And we left the God that we said we love. To so the point you can you can check it, you can check it. 
they came out with a documentary of what happened to the black church. It was doing good. It was faring well spiritually. But when we get more concerned about our coffers, we get more concerned about our bank account, we get more concerned about the houses and the clothes, we lose sight of our spirituality. We get concerned now about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink. Not so much concern about prayer meeting. David here is trying to help somebody. And I've noticed now there are a lot of folks that don't want help being saved. There are a lot of folks now offended if you talk to them about being saved. A lot of folk are getting their feelings if you talk to them about being saved. But I've come to this conclusion. Every man got to die for himself. Every woman got to die for themselves. And my Bible tells me, save yourself from this untoward generation. There are a whole lot of folk that don't want God and he want to hinder you from serving God. The devil's got a trap set and he's got your name on. It will be a bad thing for a child of God to come out of the world for a day and fall in the night season. Have experienced the salvation of God and have given it away overnight. That would be the tragedy. Now can you imagine a year, a week, a month and fall all because we're looking now in the wrong direction you have to be careful what you put your eyes on because you're not all that saved the enemy knows that if you keep looking out there you're going to go back to where you came from <laughs> amen remember Jacob remember Jacob and Laman Jacob God revealed to Jacob a strategy Laman had made an agreement with Jacob and Jacob uh, through the course of knowledge I don't know how he figured it out but Laman made an agreement I'll give you all the speckled cow and I'll take all the solid cow 
Jacob figured out if it's what they look at that determines their color. So what he did, he created something so that they could look at it. And every one of them that looked at it came out speckled. You got to be careful what you're watching because it could be to your detriment of salvation. And the devil already know this. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible tells the children of God, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You've got to look to the Lord. I'm not talking about with your mouth, but with your whole heart. A lot of us don't realize that we're blaming the devil, but it's what you see. As Flip Wilson said, is what you get. If you're not looking at the word of God and making that your premise to stand on it, you're looking to somebody else. They didn't get what they got by honesty. They got it by trickery because of the God that they serve. They serve the God of this world. And now they've got every church member, every continent, every culture now is going after the things of this world. We've lost our delight. <laughs> We've lost our ability to get joy, unspeakable joy that is full of glory out of the church. We've lost the ability to connect with the people of God. So now we have more connections outside of the church than we have inside of the church. And I must tell you, you won't make it. You've got too many things that is pulling you back instead of pushing you forward. You won't make it. You've got too many folk that is against God in your ears. And how can you say you love God and you serve God and you've got more enemies of God than you have friends of God? You won't make it. You won't make it. Delight, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. When you look at what does it mean to delight? In the English it means to have pleasure. To, to have joy and have enjoyment. Yeah. Used to be when the children of God came to the house of God. Come on, come on, come 
They enjoyed the singing. They enjoyed the prayer meeting. They enjoyed the praises. But now we can't wait to get out of here. We can't wait to go where our hearts have made a connection. And you need to know that if your heart have lost touch with God, I come to tell you, you don't enjoy this like you may have used to enjoy this. So the devil's got a hook and he's got a line and he's pulling you out of the house of God. Uh, it may happen slowly, uh, but, but can I tell you uh, that he slowly but surely uh, got you concerned uh, about somebody else in, uh, more than you are about you uh, being saved and making it. Uh, got you more concerned uh, about doing Doing something for somebody else than to save yourself. I come to ask you a question. If you were dying naturally, hallelujah, would you want somebody to save you? But because you were dying spiritually, how do we die spiritually? All of a sudden, salvation don't mean what it used to mean to you. All of a sudden, the children of God can't sing the songs of God that will give you joy, that will give you peace, to start turning God to start going back and doing some of the things that you used to do cause now you think you got control but actually nobody has control over sin but Jesus so now we think we are exempt that the devil don't have the power that he used to have over our life. But let me help you out under the sound of my voice. Didn't God say that he's the God of this world? Talking about Satan himself. When you look at the devil loves you the devil uses backslidden saints to cause other saints to backslide cause they lost their delight in the Lord I wish I had a church nobody wanna shout no more nobody wanna raise their hands and give God the glory and thank God by how he brought them and thank God by how he kept them thank God cause he never left 
blessing. We thank God owed it to us. But I come to tell you, no, you lost your heart's desire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. So here, we must examine the light a little bit further. Hallelujah to God. The light says the Webster to take pleasure. You mean to tell me you act like you don't enjoy the service of God anymore. Hallelujah. Or to give king enjoyment. You don't have satisfaction when you come to the house of God. It don't satisfy you anymore. You know why most of us a lot of us rather when we get down in the dumps our taste bud wants only to eat those foods that are sweet and tasty or they are savory hallelujah we don't understand that our soul is down we don't understand we're looking for a pick me up that's why if you're not careful and I know some of us are spiritually down right now we can put on a few pounds in a few weeks not because we were hungry but we were down we lost our joy hallelujah we picked up the step the store a few more cakes a few more pies a few more cookies hallelujah but we didn't realize it was our soul that was sending us a signal I'm not happy where you're taking me hallelujah look at the things in the course of this year that have taken the place of our love for God can be in it this morning and our soul is trying to figure out what are we doing this ain't like in one last year we had joy unspeakable and full of glory hallelujah but now we're concerned about how it tastes and how it looks I wish I had a church we're not asking the question that David asked himself why art thou cast down oh my soul why art thou 
disturb hope in God. Can I tell you some of the anointing that you're experiencing while you're at home is about salvation. You better let the Holy Ghost visit you as often as it can. It's trying to save your soul. I wish I had a church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I we need to understand why is it so important to delight ourselves in the Lord. God gave us a plan of salvation. That's the number one plan. You and I should never forget it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. I don't know anybody that God saved would go back where God picked them up from and say they would enjoy it. Hallelujah to God. If that's the case, why do you allow the devil to lure you out of the love of God? Hallelujah. God's been good to you more than it's will ever be. I wish I had a church. God kept your secrets and the devil revealed everything that you did while you was out there. Do I have a church and losing our love of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. We're putting everything up before God. And we thank God is going to let us be saved and have all that stuff. Hallelujah. Remember when the nation of Israel was going to the promised land and they had problems not in Jericho but they had problems at Ai can I help you church a lot of us have gotten things from Ai and hit them in the house God is against what you picked up do I have a church hallelujah hallelujah to God how can you love the world and love God 
we're not going to be able to do it. God sent me to remind you, you'll never be able to serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. And I come to tell you, since your original nature is to hate God, you're going to hate God and love the devil. Can I help you? Even now, have you noticed you love darkness right now more than you love light? And you're supposed to be saved. We do stuff of the dark, folks. We don't live like children of the day. Right now, I feel like preaching. The devil, if he wants your attention, he don't bring you a psalm and a hymn. He shows you the stuff that you left. And you get a grin on your face. Because you know exactly what he's talking about. I wish I had a church. But David, he left a lesson. Delight yourself in the Lord. David, what? How can we spiritually do this? In this day, he tells us, do his will. Have you noticed? You got a will. I got a will. And God got a will. And our will, most of the time, don't line up with God's will. Have you noticed? We know every Sunday, every Saturday, the church goes start at 11 o'clock. We know every Saturday, Sunday, Sunday school going to start up at 9.30. But how is it we're going to wind up with a struggle every Sunday morning? Do I have any witnesses? Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. We know Monday, every Monday, we got to get up and go to work. But can I ask you, why is Sunday harder than Monday? Hallelujah. We're losing our delight in the Lord. Hallelujah. And the nervous. Thou wilt to hear some biblical ways to delight in God. Meditate on God's word. Read God's word and think about it. I know some of us, the enemy got us every time 
We put the scriptures on. We get sleepy. But can I tell you, keep them on anyway. If you don't get it consciously, tell the devil, I'm going to get it subconsciously. I've got to have the word of God to survive. I need thee every hour. I need thee to not pass me by. A whole lot of us, the devil got us running from the word of God. We come up with every kind of excuse we can get rather than getting the word of God. I'm tired, but if you're tired and you knew you were going to be tired, you should have got some rest. The Bible let us know we rest at night. Night cometh and no man can work work while it's day I wish I had a church we're losing out on how to delight ourselves in the Lord a whole lot of us done lost our joy done lost our peace and we don't know how to get it back cause let me tell you God tried to warn you when you were backing up not to go back but you went back anyway God wants me to tell you you gotta get close to the fire of God hallelujah in order to feel him but right now have you noticed at the drop of your head you'll get in your feeling hallelujah that's not a good indictment for somebody to say they're saved Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he tells us, hell, an honest heart. We're allowing our heart to be contaminated with deceit now, more so than ever. We are allowing disobedience to play out in our life. Don't want nobody to tell you nothing. But can I tell you, or can I ask you, how can you? be saved if somebody can't tell you how to be saved if you were disobedient God will never talk to you if you're lying, cheating and stealing how do you expect God to come down and get dirty with you you know who you are And don't want nobody to help you be saved.
And this thing is so fixed, you can't be saved unless God sends somebody that he has called, anointed, and appointed. Yes, sir. Can't be saved. Yes, sir. Tie your head up. Do like the monks. Go sit on a hill. Sit down on your buttocks and cross your legs. When Jesus come, you still ain't going to be saved. Pray. Saints, this is a praying hour. The reason why we won't get revelations from God of how we need to stand, walk, direct our path is because we're doing more playing than praying. Concerned about somebody else's sins. Talking about somebody else rather than yourself. Can I tell you, everybody in here is human. The problem that you have, I can have the same problem because it's in human nature. Lying ain't beneath anybody that's got a mouth. Stealing ain't beneath anybody that's got a hand. And if you want me, I can get just as dirty as your mind going. We ain't got no right to talk about nobody. You human. If God don't save you, your flesh ain't going to be saved. You know how we did it out there? Talked about folks in the daytime and the nighttime. We did just what they did. Come on, man. Yes, sir. Come on. We did that thing. Yes, sir. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> and somebody still found it out. And if we're not careful, we'll float right back there because that is our human nature. you got to fight you if you want to be saved. Because you fight me, I'm going to stop trying to help you be saved. It's time to be all about the work. When I say that, you know what? I have an indictment. Because all we do is eat the word here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're going to come that word going to come just a few weeks. Yes, sir. We're going to see some of them scriptures. Yes, and sir. some of them Bible studies. Come on, preacher. Where is some of that going to take some roots outside of your mouth and outside uh-huh, of your ears uh-huh. and cause you to walk right? Uh-huh. Come on! Professional hearers! The Bible talks about them too. All they wanted to do was hear and not doers of the word. When are you going to start doing what you done heard? Mm-hmm. 
talking about the pulpit to the back door. We talk a better game than we live. If God come back, we ain't going to have no kind of margin to get in. You don't look over you because you, oh, you went to church for X amount of years. You should have got in it while you was going there. At least get in the church. We think praise can do it. Oh, hallelujah. But you know, God only inhabits the praises of his people. He don't inhabit the praises of sinners. So you got to make sure when you do come in here, you you done got all that stuff clear. Because your praise may go up into his nostrils as a stink. Everybody ever met somebody with bad breath? In some cases, it's been to us who was talking. You hadn't met them, turn around and look at yourself. You, you, you. It wasn't the word that you, so much what they said is what you smell coming out. Now, can you imagine we trying to say hallelujah, bless God, and all that you can smell is a smell. Smell is a smell. Smell is a smell. toast is everywhere. So don't think you can just praise your way through. You got to live your way through. David said, for like the grass that soon withers, like the green plants that will soon die away, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. There is an action that is required by a child of God. You got to trust in God. And then do good. You can't trust in God and then do evil. Dwell, social die. Dwell in the land. Enjoy safe paths. You ain't gonna enjoy. God ain't gonna give you no safety. You got a right to be scared. You'd have lost your delight. God, can I tell you? God is not gonna bless a so-called saints that won't do what He said do, and we got the power to do it. Blessing you. If God was purging the earth. Like he was doing some since somebody used the fig tree early, where he gave the fig tree a second chance. Came back the fig tree still and did what he commanded it to do. Still didn't do what God told it to do. Now you think God gonna be treat you better than the fig tree? You just don't want to do it. The tree had the power to do it. It was a tree. 
everything that God created the tree. Let's, let's examine that. The tree had roots. The tree had branches. The tree had a source of water. The tree had light. The tree had sap running through it, and the tree knew it was time to have uh, to have faith and not blossom. Now look at the child of God. Oh, you want to play dumb, but you know. Oh, you want to play like you need a concordance to understand this one. Are you lying? You know exactly what it takes to please God. The problem is you don't want to do it. There's going to come a second walk by. And he's looking for some fruit. Now notice this, this tree had an intercessor. Let me dig around it. Had somebody given it the word. The word's supposed to cause you to come up out of your mess. The word's supposed to cause you to be able to stand up above whatever you're going through. The word's supposed to be calling you to become strong and come out of your weakness. Because all it takes is for a true child of God to hear the word of God and it automatically brings strength to the hearer. Now you got to be the one when you dot those doors, go out there and regurgitate everything you hear. Spit it out. You got to be the one to go out there and cause your heart to become a stony heart. I ain't going to do that. Can I tell you something? And I hope you can take it like I said. You think I'm going to cry because you don't? So that they may dwell in the land. So that they may dwell. You ain't going nowhere if you do this right. But if you don't do it right, the land will kick you out. And enjoy safe pastor. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, you're going after. That's where the problem. You're going to get caught up with your desires and they're not going to be in the plan of God. I won't go on. You're just thinking about yourself. Yourself. All you want to do, what's going to work for you. But you're supposed to be doing what works best for God in his kingdom. Right. 
Don't hold on to your wig or hat or whatever, because I ain't through yet. There's some words that are synonymous to, to delight. One is satisfaction. And you know what? Come on. That was a song that said, you ain't got no satisfaction. You're not satisfied. You want more, 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 more. For what? You ain't doing nothing with what you got. Hilarity. You ain't happy. Jollity. You ain't got no joy. Rapture. You ain't taken away. <laughs> nothing moves you. Robert is like a bad date. And you can't wait for it to be over. Everybody done had one of them. Just hope you wasn't the cause of it. So there is, as I said, it was responding, responding rather, 37 responding to a problem. We lose sight because we see the wicked prosper. Now, I don't know if you notice it. All these shows they got now on TV is about folks prospering. And folks being rich. Now, if you watching that and you ain't got no job or you struggling all your bills ain't being paid. You ain't got no contentment with God. You ain't got no job and everybody going to work rich and famous and all this other stuff. You watching this and you mean to tell me your, your relationship going to be up with God? You, oh, I'm just so glad that I'm saved. You know what the Bible said? Uh, David said, you can't handle that stuff. Why are you watching that stuff? You can't handle that. Everything on the inside of you is weeping and crying because you feel like you ain't got nothing. It's like being single. Remember when I was single? I was saved for about 30 years before I met that beautiful lady over there. And I wasn't looking when it happened. We were just, you know, at each other at church. Then all of a sudden, boom, bam. It happened. We didn't plan on it. It's just something that, that happened. But I'll never forget. Seemed like all in the springtime, all the robins was hopping around by two. 
You didn't see just one squirrel, you saw two. <laughs> Go to the park, everybody walking hand in hand, twos. <laughs> Go out to dinner, it was always across from twos. But the more I focused on that, the more I started acting out desperate measures. What do you mean by that? I started dating sinners. Oh, yes, I did. You know why? Because I was not being content in the kingdom of God. You get your eyes off the kingdom of God, I know your foot's going to trip you up. I ain't got to play no games. I know you had a tough time living. I know you do. The same thing happened to me is going to happen to you. If not, I'm going to tell God all about it when I see it. You keep your delight in the Lord. Yes, sir. Yeah. Care yeah. with nobody. I got to hook them. No, you don't not hooking me up. Yes, sir. <laughs> Help the mule to pull the wagon. Help the dog find the bone. Leave me alone. Because some of y'all right there, right there, right in it. And what they do, they go find somebody that they think they like. For you. Let me mess up on my own. Let me get back to the story now. We get messed up on temple blessings. Uh -huh. What's going on on the outside. Mm -hmm. And we forgot we got a spiritual life to live. And we forgot that this here, everything outside of the spirit is going to pass away. Going to leave it behind. Nobody's going to give you credit for the good stuff you did, but they sure going to make you get credit for the bad stuff you do. So we've got to teach and admonish that we must follow the provisions of God. You know, it's bad. They used to say, ain't no fool like an old fool. Ain't nothing like one having a midlife crisis. Ain't nothing like one having a, a, a young adult trying to become an adult too fast. There are fools all around the church. We can't afford to leave God 
out of the life and the decision that we need to make. That's what David was trying to tell us. He forbidden us to worry about other folk. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I so concerned about what they're doing over there? That really is none of my business. If I take care of my business, I can be further down the road rather than worrying about what somebody else is doing. If their house burned down and they in it, that's them. But the devil always wants us to get off sidetrack, wondering and worrying about other folks. You can't live your life for folks. You gotta live it for God. So they're going to succeed for a time being. Sinners going to flourish. The drug dealer and the prostitute going to make all kinds of money. But there's going to be a time when God's going to turn that thing around and then they're going to have to pay up for the sins that they made. Amen. Saints, we we done supposed to gave up that kind of life. I'm watching the time. I'm trying to quit, but I, I, I'm fighting it. We are going to have to face the facts. We got to get our mind out of this world. To have things and don't have God, that's not going to be a good indictment. As a young man, we need it. Middle-aged, we need it. Old, we need it. This world is not going to stop doing what it's doing. And that is sin. But don't let it allow or cause your love for God to grow cold. You know, this world will have you to believe all God wants you to do is help folks. They will, they will. They, they, they think that's all God put you here is to help folks. When you're talking about giving, you're talking to the, about the saints. When you see your brother or sister in need. And if you set up your bowels of compassion toward the children of God, how brother the love of God in you? Now the sinner's got another God. You out there, you had another God too. Jack Daniel, Jim Bean, Grey Goose, Little Mary Jane, Crown, Gin Dry, Pills, Wet Daddies, had all that other stuff you were leaning on. Now you just got one thing you can lean on. And it don't cost you nothing. And you won't lean on it right. 
won't lean on Jesus. Check where your delight is. Check where your joy is. Because that, uh, that within itself tells you how you're faring in these last days. You need God to come down and give you a critique. You don't need God to come down here and say, hey.